Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for dads in their 40s who want to improve their health and fitness. This is episode 91, and today we're going to be talking about some of the tools and strategies that you can use to still exercise even if you're time poor. So let's crack into today's episode. So really, I wanted to record today's show because there are so many of us that struggle juggling the trials and tribulations of day-to-day life, whether that's kind of commuting to your job, whether that's career, picking up the kids and everything else. And so when we decide that we're going to get fitter, often that is one of the things that suffers when life just happens, right? We all know that at the beginning of every week, we you know have great intentions to um, go to the gym or do a workout. And then lo and behold, you know, Tuesday, we, we smash out Monday's workout and that's all good. We really feel good. And then something happens on Tuesday and it means that we can't do the workout that we'd planned. Maybe we can't go at lunchtime because a meeting's overrunning or we can't get away from um, our jobs or, you know, you, 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 get, you get home from work and something's happened with the family. Uh, the kids are kicking off, you know, um, your other half's had a stressful day and, and it all just kind of goes out the window. And what happens is, over time, we just let that become an excuse. And on today's show, I want to share with you five key things that will ensure that you can continue to make sure that fitness is a part of your everyday life. And more importantly for me, it's not an inconvenience. So it's not inconvenience in you, <laughs> get it out, Um you know, that, that you have to do the fitness or, you know, you get stressed because you are, oh, you've got to do a workout and you'll never get fit if you don't do your workout. So the first thing that I want to talk about is planning. Now, if we draw parallels between planning and our jobs, you know, a lot of us have jobs, careers, whatever that take planning, you know, we have to plan to do certain things at certain times. You know, if you've got a a manual job, you know, you might have to plan to do your job in a specific order. You know, if you have like a desk based job or you're a project manager or something like that, you have to plan things out, right? And the reason that we plan is to ensure that it actually gets delivered and we understand what we need to do in order to deliver what it is we're delivering, right? So, so, uh, but the problem with planning is that when I ever, when I say this to people, they're like, oh, you know, I just can't be asked. This is, I don't want to be sitting down. Life is stressful enough as it is. And I don't want to be sitting down having to plan out my workouts. The bottom line is, is that if you don't plan it, it won't happen. Scientists, scientists have proven that that's the case. You know, you're less inclined to do it unless it's planned out. And also, you know, if again, 
you know, like I just said, around project management and things like that, things don't get delivered or created if it's not planned out. And if you consider an athlete, for example, you don't actually honestly think that they just show up to the running track or they show up to whatever training that they need to do and then they just kind of do it without really thinking about it. They have meticulously planned out sessions. So they ensure that not only do they get done, but it's good quality and they get everything out of the session that they need to in order to progress. And it's no different with dad's fitness. So, you know, we all have um, a Sunday where, you know, we're just preparing for the week. You know, if you've got kids, you will be making sure they've got everything for school. And so it's no different for you, right? So all you need to do really is just make sure that you've got everything for the week. You know, you make sure you've got enough workout clothes, enough gym clothes. You make sure, you know, you've got your bag packed if you're going to go and do your workout somewhere else. Or you make sure that it's accessible to you so that, you know, when you're poor on time, you, know, you don't want to be rifling around in your bedroom trying to find what clothes you're going to wear before you work out. Um, and then it's planning when you're going to do it. So looking at your schedule, I'm a huge advocate of making sure that fitness fits around everything else that you're doing. Um, and so that you, you can actually plan it. And like I said, it's not an inconvenience. So for me personally, my fitness change, my, my workouts change depending on what's happening with the kids. So on a Monday, I know that I can work out fairly early in the morning. I don't have any uh, time constraints in terms of the children, but then on a Wednesday and a Thursday, workouts have to happen after I've done the um the school run and everything else so it's about planning when you're going to do it but more importantly it's having it either in the calendar in your phone so you get an alert or you know you you have it written down somewhere just a place where it's a visual a visual uh reminder that that's that that's what you're going to do at that time um and then the second thing really is about adaptation so like I just said, you know, life is not a linear process um, and things don't always happen. Invariably, they don't always happen in the way that you want them to happen um, because things, other challenges or uh, things come up day to day that you weren't expecting. So adaptation and adapting is very, very, very important because traditionally what would happen is, say for example, you've decided that you finish work at 5.30 and you're gonna do your workout at six o'clock, right? So you're gonna do your work, you're gonna do a hit workout, or you're gonna go out for a run or a sprint session, whatever, when you get home. You get through the front door and lo and behold, World War Three is breaking out in, in the house. So um, uh, I'm assuming that it happens in your house like it does in my house. Um, you know, not everything is all roses and perfect. Uh, and yeah, there, there's generally some kind of drama. So obviously, family come first. So you need to sort that out, which then generally means whatever, however long it takes, um, you know, the workout's out the window. So it's instead of... Uh, not doing it, then you could then plan when you're going to do it or do a different session. So let's, as an example, let's, let's say this, say for example, you were going to go to the local park, 
you were going to do a 20 minute hit session, hit, hit workout, right? And it's got to like seven or eight o'clock and you can't do that now, right? Or you don't feel like doing it more importantly. And I would hazard a guess that's probably more the case than not having the time to do it, right? Because we all have time to do everything if we make time for it. So that being said, we then decide that, you know, we're not going to do the 20 minute hit workout, but then at least do something. So you could um, decide that you're going to just literally raise the heart rate for 12 minutes. So you could do a cut down version of a hit workout in the lounge, in the dining room, in the kitchen, wherever you want to do it, and just do 12 minutes. The very fact that you have then done something is two things, really. One, it's building a habit. So you're consistent, which is key to getting results. And then two, it's the fact that you have actually raised your heart rate, you dropped your heart rate, you know, you've got the um, anaerobic state of your body, which is the state at which you're working at 85 to 95% of our max heart rate up. Uh, you've got a bit of a sweat on and you've done something. So you've adapted to it. Um, and I think that's really, really important that we're able to do that. And so the third thing I want to cover is workout duration. Now, I don't know where this has come from. I've actually never done any research into this, but we have evolved and we've been indoctrinated into thinking that we need to work out for an hour. Now, that might have come from the gym culture, um, the fact that you, you, know, you want to get maximum you can out of your work, uh, out of your membership um, should I say? And so you go to the gym for an hour. You, your assumption is that because you've gone to the gym for an hour, it must be good. Well, unfortunately, that's not the case if you don't have a plan. So um, yeah, it's you don't need to work out for an hour. Um, you can do, I mean, I've just released a series on YouTube actually of seven minute workouts. Uh, and if you watch the latest video that I've just done, you'll see that in the space of seven minutes, you can get pretty out of breath and, and you can get a sweat on. So you can do short workouts. I personally advocate doing a workout uh, set of 12 to 20 minutes because in that time, you can generally get about six different exercises in. And obviously, it depends on how many sets you do, which obviously dictates the duration. But generally, I like to do kind of six different exercises, three different sets, and it generally takes about 18 minutes, okay? If you do that in a Tabata-style workout, which is you work for 40 minutes, or you work 40 minutes, 40, 40 seconds, and then you rest for 20 and you go again, um, again, depends on how advanced you are. I generally do 45 seconds work, 15 seconds rest. And that just generally gives you the time to, to kind of get your breathing back down to a normal rate before you then go again. Um, so yeah, 12 to 20 minute workout. So that is literally all you need. If you don't like doing HIT, um, then there's lots of other things that we can do. For example, you know, I love doing this session in a swimming pool. Um, at the time of recording this, obviously, swimming pool access is a little bit difficult because of what's going on with the pandemic, but you can still do a similar thing. So you could do like a, 
a hundred meter warm up, and then you could do, depending on the size of the pool, you know, you could do 25 meter sprints, all out sprints. And again, the, it's not necessarily about the actual uh, exercise. It's about what you're doing to the body. So you're raising the heart rate and you're dropping the heart rate. You're working in an anaerobic state. So the body will be accessing and burning carbohydrates when you're doing that. And then you can do the same thing when you go running. You could go to a park. Ideally, you want a 100 meter length. If you can't, if you can't find 100 meters, 50 meters is fine. Like I said, the objective really is that we are raising and lowering the heart rate and we're burning carbohydrates because we're working in an anaerobic state. Um, and then you can do the same thing on a bike. If you've got a push bike, just find a long road or a little uh, hill with a little incline and you can do the same thing. So my point about number three is you don't need to work out for an hour because we are hugely, hugely time constrained and you can still get an effective workout. Number four is walking. Now, this is, I believe that this is really, really missed, underestimated, not spoken about enough. Um, however, since the pandemic, the benefits that I've seen of the pandemic is that more people are going out for a walk. Uh, now, there is a little bit of science around this. I would advocate doing at least 10,000 steps a day ideally 15,000 steps and at a reasonable brisk pace now the the detail around this is that when you are walking at a brisk pace your heart rate is elevated to its aerobic state which is a lower heart rate so that's generally between 55 to 65 percent of your maximum and what happens during that period is you are accessing a different energy source in the body, fats, basically. So you're burning fats. So walking essentially is fat burning. So walking is, is very good for that. Now, we are talking, the topic of the podcast, obviously, is about time poor. So you might ask me, well, how can you do 10,000 steps if you don't ever have time in the day to go out for a long walk? Well, you don't need to do it all in one go is really the answer. You could go out for a little brisk five to 10 minute walk um, multiple times of the day and you will achieve by the end of it 10,000 steps um, unless you are extremely sedentary or, you know, joking aside, you may have, I mean, I work with people that are in the NHS uh, and they have obviously a shift pattern that they work and they might be sitting at a desk answering the phone. And so therefore, you know, they might not be able to get up and go out for a for five to 10 minute walk. But step five answers that problem. So I launched a, uh, a Facebook video post earlier on in the week. Um, and it was really in response to a few people that I've had commenting to say that, well, you know, you live on a different planet. We can't go and do 10,000 steps a day. We don't have time to do this and all the rest of it. So <clears throat> I thought, well, what can we do in order to at least get them moving? Uh, so at least we're getting the heart rate up. Um, and you know, we are basically getting our energy systems working. Uh, and I come up with this concept of micro workouts. So hear me out. <laughs> micro workouts are 
little mini workouts that you can do if you are static in a position for a long period of time during your day. So let me give you an example. If you're a desk, if you have a desk bound job, you invariably will get up at multiple points during the day. Uh, you'll have a little break, you might go to the toilet, get a cup of coffee or, or whatever. On average, people work between eight to 10 hours a day, right? So let's say for argument's sake, you get up from your desk, you have a break every hour and you work 10 hours a day. So that's 10 opportunities to do a micro workout, which lasts between one to two minutes. And literally all you do is you get up from your desk and you could uh, do 10 bodyweight squats. You could do 10 burpees. 10 star jumps, uh, 10 mountain climbers. It really doesn't matter what the exercise is. The point about this is that you are moving and you raise the heart rate again. And you're not doing it for a long enough period of time where the heart rate is going to be elevated so much that it will be accessing carbohydrates. You'll generally be in a, in a kind of a fat burning mode. So if you were to get up, at least 10 times and you were to do that 10 times a day, that is a hundred exercises or a hundred reps that you would do throughout that day. If you compound that over five days, that is a huge amount of reps that you would be doing over a week, over a five day working week, almost 500. So obviously, you know, if you're in an open office, maybe getting up from your desk and doing some burpees is maybe not going to be, taken uh, too lightly but you know what if i was running the business i definitely would advocate you doing it you know you might look a bit crazy if you've got clients coming into your office and everything else but it's so so good so really that for me is an alternative to doing your ten thousand steps um and like i said you know it will have profound impacts so it's really just about moving so let's do a quick recap of um Time Poor Dads, Fitness for Time Poor Dads is going to be the name of the episode for today. So number one, we talked about planning. How does that fit into time? It just makes sure that you've planned out your fitness and you know when you're going to do it so that you know that it's actually going to get done. And then number two, we covered adapting. And I talk about this a lot and you've probably heard me talk about this on another podcast and another solo episode that I've done. But adapting is really, really important. So it's the conscious awareness and the ability to change what you had planned and not just not do anything. Okay. Number three are you don't need to work out for an hour, 12 to 20 minutes, although I would suggest you try out my seven minute workout that I've got over on our YouTube channel, Fit to Healthier Dad. So you can get a good solid workout in 12 to 20 minutes. Okay, and that was number three. Number four is walking. Very simple, very basic. 10 to 15,000 steps, 15,000 steps ideally. Um, but if you are constrained uh, in terms of your job and everything else and you can't get out, then um, you know, that's probably not going to be possible. Um, there was something else that came to me on the 15,000 steps that I would like. Oh yeah, that was it. If you have a job where you are on the phone quite a lot, um, do your phone calls 
walking outside. You know, if you're on a conference call for, for argument's sake, stick a pair of headphones on if you're on a Zoom call. What's to say that you can't walk around whilst you're doing it? Obviously, you don't want to have noise interference for other participants on the call, but that's another option. That would get you a lot of steps in. And then finally, number five, if walking is not an option, then micro workouts. I would highly recommend that you try um, try that throughout the day. So if you get up at eight to 10 times, you could be doing eight to 20, uh, eight to 100 reps throughout the day, compounding that over the week, you could be getting up to 500 reps a week. So I hope that helps. I hope that's given you some food for thought. Uh, and please, please, please implement at least three of the five that I've suggested today. Uh, and you will start to get some, um, some great results for that. If you have any questions, let me know. You can hit me up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, direct message me, email me, darren at fithealthydad.com. And if you want any of my programs, I've got a, a special one that I'm doing at the moment, which is a 30-day meal guide. Go to guide.fitterhealthierdad.com or the Fitter Healthier Dad website if you want to get involved in the 9010 transformation system. So enjoy the rest of your day and I look forward to speaking to you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.